In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's playoff time and I'm here with Jack Duffin. Jack, tell us, are you gambling this weekend? I'm not. So I'm not planning to put any money down just because it's so unpredictable in this game. Um, You've got people benching starters, lots of stuff. I would say if people are looking to gamble, the only thing I would look to is incentives. Um, So you see odd ones tweeted out. It's not there's not like a published list like on over the cap. But if someone needs, say, six more catches to get a 250 grand bonus, the quarterback and the coaching staff might work with that player to help get them the six catches. Um, so little bits like that, you can Google them, some of them are out there. That would be the only piece of betting I would look to do. It's just too, too unpredictable. Well, Jack, we're not a gambling podcast. Um, we're a Cleveland Browns podcast. And the Browns are playing the Bengals. And some people are saying, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm, I can't be bothered to go to Cincinnati. Well, I'm different. I'm going to the game. Because that 12th win matters. Or oh, does it? it? It doesn't physically matter to whether they make the playoffs or not, anything like that. But what it does do is just keep that momentum going. And a 12-win season is difficult to do if everyone's healthy and everything's perfect. To do it like the Browns have done is phenomenal. Um, so, no, it's more just a a victory that they can take emotionally and move forward. And it, probably more interesting in this game, and something that is right up your street, you're going to see lots of the fringe players, um, guys that are trying to earn a spot on the roster next year. This is probably their best chance to do that because any of these guys that are going into training camp might have not had a chance to start or play many snaps. Whereas they might get 50-60% of snaps this week, that then puts them in a spot where they can stake a claim and say, hey, I need to be here next season. So um, the quarterback's been decided. Your boy? Yeah, Jeff Driscoll. So it's what we caught right at the end of last podcast. Um, Ian broke it just when it was announced. Um, I I was a real fan of bringing him, not as anyone special. He's not as good as like your Josh Dobbs, stuff like that. I just want him as your third quarterback that you eventually put in your practice squad. Um, And there's very much chance if they like him more than um, Walker, which seems to be maybe the steer here, it could be one where they try and sign him back to the roster after the season, um, but just to come in for training camp and uh, compete. Do you you think he's an upgrade on uh, PJ Walker? I think it's a similar range, if I'm honest. Um, you don't want either of them out there playing, um, ideally, during the regular season. But if you need a third quarterback to come in, you want someone with experience. He does quite a bit of running. And that's the advantage I really like about him. Because if your third quarterback's out there, please let him run around. Because if they can't run around, if they could do it with their arm, they wouldn't be a third quarterback. That's probably a polite way to put it. <laughs> All right, and um, without going into too micro detail, 
can you do you reckon you can predict the starting O line and starting players or is it too um I think too early at this stage quite now. Um once we get the final injury report, which will come out, I believe, t- today. Um, and then tomorrow on Saturday, we'll get the two practice squad elevations. Um, that'll be interesting to see. There could be some nuts stuff. So I'm keen to see, do they have any intention of playing a kicker or a punter? Um, because that could certainly be that not, neither are active. Um, they don't. They might well, not elevate. Who's going to kick off then, Jack? Who's going to kick off? Who knows? I, I, I'm expecting somebody to be there, but if they want to bench as many guys as possible, there's a whole world of possibilities they could go through. But you're saying that in the NFL, you can start a game without a kicker? I believe so. I don't know if there's this actually nerd, technically wrong. Can you start Googling for me, please? Yeah. But it, it'd be crazy. I, I'm expecting them to elevate a kicker still and take this game semi-seriously, but... Part of me would be like, let's just do every fourth down. No punting. Nah, we just go for it. Um, it would be hilarious. Um, is there any chance that we see um, Dustin back this Sunday? No, I, I, I think there'd be rash to rush him out there. Um, I think it's one where you bench him. I'm expecting Corey Bjorkway as the punter because um, they let uh, Hack Matt Hack go. Um. But it's one where Okoronkwo, I think, is another one that probably won't play. But he was back practicing, which is great news for the playoffs. Um, and yeah, there, there's just chances of other guys like your Delpits, your DTRs, um, to potentially come back. Not this week, but f- during the playoffs. Yeah, uh, DTRs on uh, IR, right? Yep. So they've got to miss four games in total. And once they've missed four games on IR, that's when they can return. Hmm. Um. What players should we be looking out for then? Any Anyone in particular? So one I'm really intrigued to see is Mohamed Diabate, one of your UDFAs at linebacker. Yeah. Um, if we look over the past weeks, guys like Matthew Adams, uh, Jordan Kunisic, Tony Fields have all got way more snaps than him. He's barely seen the field. Is it one where he is just going to be a special teamer in the future and they struggle to see him ever becoming a starting linebacker? Um, which there's still a spot. A special teams linebacker, there's two spots on this roster. So it's not a um, end of or anything drastic, but that is one I'm really keen to see. Um, and another player back practicing more. I didn't expect to see Elijah Moore practicing this week. Um, I don't think he will play um, after concussion, but the fact that he's out there is uh, really, really positive. How many players can we bring up from the practice squad this week? So you're allowed two practice squad elevations. Not really, is it? No, it's not much, um, especially when we you really need it at this uh, week 18. So, so if one of them's a kicker, that only leaves one available. There's no way we could just sign a free agent and just put them straight in. You could sign them, but then you've got to cut somebody. So it's one that, is there anyone you want to get rid of um, off the roster? Who knows? Like, if, mate, if you look at the cornerback room right now, I'm just on the depth chart, you've got... Um, Emerson, Newsom, Ford, Cameron, and that's it. And Ward and Halassi. Oh yeah, got Halassi. Yeah, Halassi. Yeah. So you've got six cornerbacks there. You know, you need two or three every play. Yep. A starter is going to be playing one of one of them three potentially. 
I would potentially look at maybe someone like your ward going inactive, or even you leave ward active, but you allow Halassi, Mitchell, and Ford just to play. Um, and it doesn't matter that it's a bit ropey, but Halassi is another one. That I, I'm excited to see, can he be your fifth corner next year? Because if he looks good and he does well on special teams, do you need a Mike Ford? Um, and it's all of those questions that usually you would never get an opportunity to do this because you're, you'd expect, especially the Cleveland Browns, not to wrap up playoffs um, and seeding on week 17. Um, so the fact that they can go out there and really test some of these guys out is great. Um, it's, it's that journey into the unknown. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so we've got offense, discuss defense, special teams. Yeah. Defense, Ika is one I'm keen to see more of because he's, he's, he's not been great so far, um, but he'll get a decent shot. Um, as well, Isaiah Maguire on the edge. Um, he's another one we'll see a bit more of. The safety room has been phenomenal. Um, a lot, really, really impressed with uh, another UDFA in Ronnie Hickman and another UDFA in DeAnthony Bell. Both have looked a really, really good pairing. And I, I think they'll be your third and fourth safety next year. So you're going to be watching the game intensely? Yes, maybe, probably. Yeah. Are you more interested in this game than a preseason game? It feels very much like a preseason game. Yeah. Um, so I'm, lo- I'm looking at this game more for the 2024 roster than anything I'm going to see in 2023. Um, well, Jack, I'm flying out to Cincinnati tomorrow. Nice. We've got a Browns meetup on uh, a Browns backers tomorrow night, eight o'clock, where we're going to be watching the Colts versus the Texans. Nice. Which is a one o'clock game in England, but a evening game in America. And that could be the decider if the Jags lose. Yeah. Who who would you rather have out of that? Out of the three teams, Jaguars, Colts. Texans, who would you like to play? I don't want to play Indianapolis because I've already seen their stadium, just being selfish. Um, so yeah, Houston or Jackson. <laughs> it's serious. I love that. I love that. Yeah, Houston or Houston or Jacksonville. Um, if I'm correct, both of their quarterbacks would be healthy when we play against them. Yeah. Um, so out of the two, um I think I'd prefer to go and see Jacksonville. I, honestly, I don't think there's a wrong answer. We're not like talking about the difference between the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, for me, I would probably pick Colts out of the three. Um, I think they might have the best offensive coordinator in the bunch. But our boy Gardner Minshew, I don't think he quite has the really hot streak that a Trevor Lawrence or a uh, CJ Stroud can come up with. Um, the fact that we've Beat all three teams, I believe, this year. Obviously, makes that a little bit easier. Um, but there was only one with a healthy quarterback, and that was the Colts. So part of me would take the Colts, but it there's not one. We're talking splitting hairs between them. There's not a clear and obvious, you should really want to play this team. Well, I look forward to updating you on my travels. Uh, I'll be in Cleveland on Monday. Maybe I'll do a podcast from Cleveland on Monday, or maybe on the victory journey home from Cincinnati back to Cleveland. Um, but yeah, I look forward to catching up with you uh, Sunday or Monday. Yeah, and if the Chiefs didn't win last week, I don't think. Um, 
I don't believe they won their game last week. So there's still the nuts outcome. Um, I believe that if the Chiefs lose and any, then we are would end up playing the Chiefs rather than um, anyone else, which is just insane. Mm. Yeah, we uh, would we would play the Chiefs over the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. So hey, it'd be a challenge. We can take on anyone. Uh, this is not an East Thurrock uh, podcast, but how's that all going, buddy? So really, really exciting. Um, my local football team went into liquidation the end of August. Um, so just working to get something set up. 100% fan owned. So very different to how some other football clubs might operate and other sports teams around the world. Um, but it's one where people can buy in. Um, so there's lots of details coming out on that Wednesday. We've got a big public meeting which would allow our vision, our business plan, and then uh, real fun work to get started from then. Brilliant. All right, Jack, catch you later, mate. Have an amazing trip over there, Paul, and uh, be careful for that skyline chili. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.